it's insane. Every day is something absolutely crazy. And that's because I want it to be, you know, I wanted it to be a lifestyle for me. I've sacrificed so much for the business because I wanted it to be a certain way. The boxes have taken me places I would never would have dreamt of. We've just signed one today for Harry and Meghan in America. So I was like, okay, that's quite a lot of pressure in my <laughs> warehouse in Stockport, you know. This is The Summit by Fearless Adventures. I'm Dominic McGregor, and every week, my co-founder David Nunes and I will be talking to inspirational leaders about their experiences as they strive towards their summit. Welcome to The Summit. We're here to talk to inspirational leaders about their business and their personal journeys and everything in between. Today, we're here with Steph, who founded GoPR, which is a preeminent PR company based in the UK. Uh, her journey through that, that was is very inspirational, which we'll hear today, and her latest venture, Zoombox. Welcome, Steph. When we talk about the kind of your journey, give us a bit of an introduction to yourself, what you've done with GoPR, and what you kind of see um, as your personal summit. Gosh, it's going to take a while. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started GoPR 10 years ago. Um, it was called Lady GoPR, which is my surname, um, but then my dad copyrighted the name, so I had to change. <laughs> which is another story for another day my dad's like known my dad is a business person so he was known before me in business so everyone used to be like oh you know your dad your dad and now people are asking him about me so <laughs> we just changed it all over and it's called go PR now um just I thought it would never grow to be the brand I wanted to be as my name because I thought they'll always just want me whereas I wanted a team effort sort of thing so yeah, we started that as, I always say we started, I started it <laughs> um, to help small businesses. I came from like a radio background where I'd worked at uh, Key 103 in Manchester and I always saw small businesses couldn't afford advertising on the radio. So I thought, well, I'll represent them for like £250 a month. And I did everything for these clients. I was taking their kids to school, walking the dogs, doing events, running all their Facebook channels. And then I found that small clients told bigger clients and that's sort of how it grew from organically from, from that really. So who was the first person paying 200 pounds? Uh, the first person was a salon in Salford called Top Notch. Uh, it was in Eccles actually. And I loved, I still speak to him to this day. Like I said, if I ever win the lottery, I will refund you everything you've ever paid me because I love you so much. So we did like little blogger events there and stuff. We used to drag all these bloggers to Eccles to get a free hairdo or whatever, but they were so good for us. And they, all of the people sat in their chairs were like big business owners, you know, so they just used to tell everyone how great we were. And then one day we did an event uh, at another salon and they said, we want a celebrity. And uh, so I said, right, I, I, what about one of the Real Housewives of Cheshire? It was in the first se series. And I emailed to Tanya Bardsley's agent. She was like the biggest one. And they said, yeah, it's £500 for Tanya. And the client said, well, I've only got 250 So I said, right, well, I'll put £250 in as well. And then we booked Tanya and she hired me for the PR on the spot as well. So that was my first celebrity client. And then we've grown from there, really. So salons really pay off. <laughs> and I just wanted to cover getting my hair done all the time. So. Um, I, yeah, I can do. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I have it done like three times a week. <laughs> so what's, what's the business look like today? How's it grown? Kind of what, what were the kind of the, the curves in the path and that journey for you? Well, it's nothing like I thought it was going to be, which I think happens a lot in business, isn't it, really? I always say to people, I never did a business plan because I never could have dreamt of what we've done with GoPR. So um, we're probably a lot more events-based now than we were then. We just did PR then, and now we do 90% uh, events. 
just because our clients, uh, they'll book us for their business launch, then they'll do the family parties, their weddings, their everything. So it's, it is a lot of events. But yeah, it's, it's insane. Every day is something absolutely crazy. And that's because I want it to be. You know, I wanted it to be a lifestyle for me. I've sacrificed so much for the business because I wanted it to be a certain way. But we would do probably four to six events a week, which is a lot for a, a small business. But I don't want a day off. I love, I love working, so... I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> so our ethos, obviously, at Fearless is, is back in small businesses, yeah. and we love businesses which are based in the north um, yeah. because we we like the founders. We prefer um, the kind of mindset. How much? You, um, obviously, been the scene for ten years. What kind of differences do you see between uh, people who are based across the small companies based in the north, around where we live, mm. uh, versus other areas? I mean, I just, I'm like you, I love Northerners so much. And I always, even when I do events in London now, I will bring my suppliers from Manchester because it's the same price for them to travel from Manchester to London as it is for me to pay somebody to go from East London to West London. And I just find the mindset of the North, we are so accommodating. Like I, I do, I love people in the South as well, but I just think the work ethic is so different. And I, you know, I've had the same suppliers, a lot of them for, for nine, 10 years. So I just think, Everyone is, uh, yeah, goes above and beyond. And I think Northern people are so friendly, don't you? <laughs> and I love coming down here and smiling at people in the street. They think I'm nuts. <laughs> and I think it's, but maybe that's why we're doing okay in London now is because I'm much more talkative than people down here. And it's an attitude. I just think it's an attitude thing, really, don't you? Like, I just love Northerners. There's so much ambition coming across in terms of the way you built the business and that passion, that energy. Where do you think that ambition has come from? What is it, is it your background or kind of give us, give us a little understanding of how... Why are you this what, what bubble of energy and this ambition? What, what's behind it? Um, I definitely, I, until I was 27, I used to weigh 24 stone. I was very big and I couldn't do anything. I was so lazy. I didn't work, like I couldn't walk because it was painful for me. And I worked in a call center. And I think once you've had that experience, I thought that was going to be my life. And I was going from call center to call center. I actually loved working. I, I still would work in a call center now because it's so interesting to, for me. But having that, as soon as I lost weight, I was like, this is your second chance to go for your life. Like, that's not going to be the path you're going to take. So I think now every morning I wake up and I, I almost run to the mirror to check I'm not that size anymore. And I'm like, I am so grateful for this lifestyle. But I think that's probably where it's, it's come from. Like almost looking at your future and thinking that's how my life's going to go. You're going to just being in an office, hating it, being overweight. And people do judge you so much when you're overweight. And that second chance, I think, has given me everything. Like My ambition is, my mum says it's terrifying because if I want something, I'm going to get it, no matter what. Like, I wanted to work with this celebrity. I put it on my Instagram story like three or four times, three pictures of him saying, I'm going to work with him, I'm going to work with him. And I'm not going to, his PA messaged me the morning after I'd put this last picture up. And I know I'm going to get it. I, I, I'm so determined. But I think you get one life, don't you, really? And I'm going to make the most of it. But I also think business is great. Everyone who calls me for work, I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like still now, even if they're paying me 50 pounds, I don't care. I'm so excited. So yeah, I think when you you almost, and especially with even the pandemic, I thought I was going to lose my business. And uh, again, that reignited this fire in me because I was like, oh God, you have to get married to someone and to be normal, you know, like I'm going to have to do all this. And then I was like, absolutely not. And that's when I started the second business in the pandemic. So yeah. I just, I am really ambitious and I, I don't think there's like a, a ceiling on that really. Amazing. What, what is the second business? Talk to us about that. Gosh. So in the pandemic, it was my friend Liz's birthday and we'd planned to do a 40th for her and she'd never had a party. She was so excited about this party. And then I was like, obviously we can't do the party, but 
I made her like a hamper with all her favorite things in it. And we, we left it like on the street outside my house because we weren't allowed to see each other. And she was so happy with this hamper. Like she was crying, she was so excited that I thought, right, well maybe celebration shouldn't be canceled. So we started this company called Zoombox, which I'm still not sure if I'm allowed to use the word Zoom, but I'm using it, I don't care. And we, I got, got on my team and I was like, I know you're on furlough, I'm gonna take you off furlough, I want us to do this box business. So we ordered the boxes, they arrived the next day and Zoombox was born. So it was like, you know, get well soon boxes, I miss you, birthday. And then that's grown to like its own entity now. We do massive, massive corporate boxes and it's amazing. But it, for my team to be like really excited by something, I was like, oh, this is so good. So now we've got a separate Zoombox team and a, a GoPR team, but the boxes have taken me places I, I would never would have dreamt of. We've just signed one today for Harry and Meghan in America. So... I was like, okay, that's quite a lot of pressure in my <laughs> warehouse in Stockport, you know. So um, I said to the team, make these bloody good. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good business. I love it. It's really good. What inspired you to kind of start off the journey? You know, you, you sat there, you've gone through this incredible transformation. Life is now in front of you again. Mm. Where's the aim then? Where's the goal? What was the goal? Or is it a case of every day, step by step? I have financial goals, but they're not really important to me. They're just to, you know, so I can do a news article saying I've hit a certain milestone or whatever. But yeah, it, it does change every single day. Like every time I do something, I'm like, right, next time we do better. Or I, I just, I always think if you set goals and then, you know, it limits yourself really. Like, and I just think everything is limitless because I want to achieve so much, you know. But then, so, you know, I go through the argument whether do I want a massive team and grow it to be this huge entity that I'm not as involved in anymore? Or do I want to keep it quite small so that I'm at every single event, which I love doing? So I go through through phases really, but I never have time to sit down and think about the future too much, which is probably quite good. I get scared. Like on a Sunday, I think your business is going to fail this week. You know, so you're going to do something and I'm so structured in even my social media and everything. I don't put stuff on there that I think is going to damage my brand. So there is still days when I think, oh, you know, I don't know that you can achieve everything that you want to, but I just think anything's possible, really, don't you? Well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, yeah. I yeah. Think, I think we all do. I think we yeah. all see that, like, we just had a conversation there about the right attitude mm. um, and mindset over the actual, any, any, rather the kind of equipment or ability or intelligence is actually what sets the journey apart from yeah. the majority of people is, you know, it's quite one People say one, you know, ideas are like one percent idea and ninety nine percent execution. Yeah. So you know, everyone has has the ideas or can say, "Oh, I fancy doing this," but to actually roll the sleeves up and say, "Oh, yeah, let's actually do it," yeah. and take those first steps, is where most people fail. I just say yes to everything. I was I did an exhibition last week and I thought you have no idea what you're doing. You've just said yes to something, and then I was like, right, but we're going to do it. It's fine. Like you have to stay calm. I've been in so many situations where I thought, what are you doing here, honestly? <laughs> but then I, you learn. That's how you learn, isn't it, really? And I learn from everyone around me. So if you're surrounded by good people, like a lot of our celebrities, they don't pay the best. And, you know, I do, couldn't care less. It's about the experience. And I think I'm so lucky to be around those people. And that's how you learn, isn't it? I'm not particularly talented at anything, but I learn a lot, you know, and I know how to speak to people. And I think that's the best, best thing you can do. The whole ability to communicate, inspire people, that drive, I think, you know, is something that I find really inspiring. And, you know, you've obviously got shed loads of it. <laughs> do you think that's the thing that's really enabled you to be successful? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, we meet people now for job interviews and I'm like, you don't know how to hold a conversation. And I, I will talk to anybody. You know, like I, I, we're working these shows at the moment and there's like a meet and greet of 100 people. I will speak to every single person. 
I'll get their details, I'll add them on Instagram, whatever. And I learn from every single person, but it, it has to be my personality because like I said, I'm not like, I can't do it. I, like I don't blow up balloons, but I do the best balloons in, in the Northwest, you know, like it's your, your communication. And I honestly think I learned those, that in a call center, you know, like when you get someone on the end of the phone, you don't know who's there and you have to sell them something. So, I, it, you know, I learned how to get on their, their level and then sell them whatever. So I think it must be something to do with that, hopefully. I try and inspire like young people. I'm like, come on, please. You know, they'll say no to something. I, and I'm like, are you joking? Like, why are you saying no to that? I would have killed for that, you know, in your age. So, yeah, I think the next generation is screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had, we've, um, as far as we've invested in a lot of kind of female-led businesses mm. and we've kind of seen, you know, I think it's 2% of VC money going into females at the moment. How have you found being a female in business going through a point where, you know, 10 years ago, the industry looked very different to it does now. We haven't kind of had the much more conscious awareness of inequality. Um, and you've lived through that. How, how have you kind of managed that? I love being a, a woman in business. All my staff are women, which we've tried with men, but they just, uh, one of them said I put him in the priory because he couldn't cope with how, how stressful it all was. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But, you know, um, I just find women so ambitious, especially like I look at women with kids and I think, wow, like, how are you doing this, you know? But I've never really struggled as a woman in business because I'm quite a strong person. I definitely get like some people like speaking to me in a way because I've got blonde hair or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just going to stop you there and say that's not me at all. Like I'm not trying to sleep with my clients or anything. You know, you have to like be a certain way. But some people assume. But yeah, I've not really struggled with it. But I do try and support women in business as much as I can because I just think they're so inspirational, you know. And a lot, a lot of women do face, you know, problems in the, in the industry you know, working with men is you just have to be ballsy, don't you, really? And I find the male-female way of working so different. But um, and it, with, with, I've really struggled asking for money for things. You know, like, this is my worth. This is what you should pay me. Whereas I think men are just like, yeah, it's this price. You know, it's really different that, that way. I'm still trying to learn how to do that because I'm just like, just give me whatever. It's fine. I don't mind. But I think, yeah, I learn from men definitely. But I, I love being a woman in business. I think it's great. So I'm very lucky. Do you think women have to sort of, over-inject to try and catch up or and is that fair and how, yeah. do we, how do we change that I don't I I definitely think women have to do work a lot harder like I personally think I really have to push you know push extra than I'm, and I see men I think you've got a Lamborghini and I don't have that yet and I would have that if I was like your mentality I think men are just less scared of saying I'm always like is it okay if I do this and I think Steph like shut up you've been in business 10 years now like you shouldn't do that but I don't know how to change it, really. I just think we need more, more females speaking about it, definitely. Because, like, I listen to loads of podcasts, and they are predominantly men. So I am trying to learn sort of different mindsets and whatnot. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know how we're going to change that. Just keep, keep sort of trailblazing, I guess. But I definitely think you're right with what you're saying. It needs to, it needs to change a little bit. <laughs> so 10 years ago, when you kind of start day one, yeah. who were the kind of motivators around you that, you know, you said that you found a lot of them in yourself, but obviously you've got to look at case studies around you. You said mentioned your dad before I was in business. Yeah. Um, how do you know what to do? Uh, I don't think anyone knows. I still don't know what I'm doing at all, I think. But yeah, my dad was a business person. He took me to meetings from age four. I remember being in the Park Lane Hilton in a meeting with all these Chinese people talking about, my dad's like invented a type of screw and he's been a, a serious business person. But um, 
he at one point, he just said, he was like, do you want me to be in this business with you? And we clashed so much because we're so similar. I was like, I absolutely don't want you to be in this. Like, I love you, but I don't want you to be anywhere near my business. Because like, he, he understands you buy something, you sell it, you get paid for it. Whereas the service industry, like I'm giving my soul to my clients. So he doesn't understand that at all. But I definitely must have learned a lot growing up from that. My inspirations were always just, yeah, like, I don't, I just don't, because I don't remember starting the business. Just remember making a logo one day and being like, right, we're going to go for it. And then I remember my accountant ringing me and being like, do you know you have to pay tax? And I was like, what? I was like, I thought I just got paid for stuff. And then I was just had a lovely life. So he was like, this is a disaster. You know, I think I had like 60 grand or something. And I had like five in the account. So I learned a lot of that really quickly because I was just, oh yeah, I get to do parties and stuff. I have a great life. But now I'm so, so across the business side as well, because that is just... I hate the business side of it. I love doing my job. I don't like anything, you know, formal, which I'm a, you know, my PA quit in January because she said I was just <laughs> because she said I didn't want to talk about the VAT, but why would I want to talk about VAT? I want to talk about parties, you know. So I'm trying to learn all that. But um, yeah, so I don't remember starting it, but it's, it's just been something that I think has always been in me. Like, I think this is what I'm meant to do. So when I was working at the radio, I always thought you need to do your own sort of thing, really. And it was never... Once I'd, I'd sorted my mind out, I was like, you can't work. I'm unemployable. You couldn't employ me. So I knew how earning businesses was going to be. And I still want more businesses. Like that's, that's on the cards, definitely. I have one more, but it's um, not ready yet. So uh, it'll be soon. <laughs> so what's, what's been your summit? It's a really good question. And I think do a lot of people struggle with the answer with this one. Um, my summit, um, I worked last year for Priyanka Chopra, who is an actress, and Nick Jonas, who were two very famous people. That was definitely a, a summit moment. When we sent a Zoom box to Michelle Obama, that was a really big moment for me. But there's been so many, like, for me, whenever I'm doing, like, a family party and the kids are so happy and you see that moment where they're taking, like, a family picture and they're so happy because of what you've done, that, to me, is, like, a summit, really. Like, I think you've, you've done that and I get goosebumps, like, even thinking about it. But that, that to me, is so amazing. My summit is nothing, never going to be anything financial because I don't care about money at all. Like, I think it's wonderful to have it, but it's all about how I feel. And I think maybe that's because I felt so bad for so long growing up that now I'm like, if you enjoy what you're doing, then we've already, we're already won the lottery, you know, sort of thing. So, but I, my summit will keep changing all the time. I'll, I'll want something else tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I just wake up one morning, like I'll, I'll see someone on a TV show and think, all right, I want to work with them and I'll do whatever it takes to work with them. And I think you've hit that one. Well done. Who's next? <laughs> What advice would you give to young girls that want to get into business? Uh, for young girls, I would say, yeah, just say yes to absolutely everything. And I always say that's and 99% of people won't do it. Um, so I always think that just is a quick way to, to weed out who's, who's got it and who hasn't. I'd say don't get distracted with boys because I've done that in the past and it doesn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah, I just think say yes to absolutely everything. And your, who you have around you is the most important thing. I you know, I've got friends who are so negative and if I'm with them for two days, I am that person. I take that on, that energy straight away to pick the people around you so, so cleverly. Like even my mum, I'm like, you can't speak to me today because you think I should go and work in Tesco because you're worried about me. You know, so I'm like, that's so important to me. But yeah, pick your people. Who inspires you today? I'm inspired by, yeah, female leaders usually. Like I love like Jacqueline Gold who runs on summers. Like I love her. I, I message her after, um, I saw her at the theatre and I said, can I do an event for you? And she said, yeah, just set up a meeting next week. So everyone says yes. So anyone like, uh, yeah, like female leaders, 
I'm just really inspired by people around me. Like I said, like anyone with kids who can hold down a business, I'm like, how do you do that? And I think if they're doing that, you can work twice as hard because you haven't got kids. Yeah, seeing anyone, anyone run a business is just incredible, isn't it? Thank you for joining us today um, and hearing about Steph's journey. I hope that um, what you've heard today inspires you on your next adventure.